new flavor coming out very soon. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later. But salty tears. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what we'll call it, but uh, oh, no. we've got some, some new flavors. This coming. was not inspired by any casting couch. I just want to full disclosure. It's not. He said shower. It's not true, man. It's not true. No, it's oh. not true. That's just where I came up with ideas after I showered after the cast. Oh. I was like, you know what? No, it never happened. Well, okay. I thought there was a surprise <laughs> flavor called Rough Rider that was coming out the cast. <laughs> yeah, along with never mind. Um, Welcome to the party. We are looking for more of your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning party members. So welcome back, Renfail. Silence. He's back. Is he there? I can't hear him. We'll get back to him. Also, welcome back, the Nathan Napalm. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm back. And welcome back, Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Okay. Can you hear me now? You yeah, are good. You. There we go. We are good to go. And before we dig in too far, friends, going to give a big shout out to all of the supporters, both here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this party's bags packed. Provision stock for all our adventures here on the show. Also, we... Would love it if you give us a review over on iTunes. You can find the link to that on our Twitter over at the LFM show on Twitter. You can find it there at the pinned message at the top, all of the podcast places you can go there. You can also call into 1-539-664-6801. If you leave a message there on that voicemail, we will play it live. If you leave a message with that five-star review over on iTunes, we will read that here live. You can also shoot us a message to the LFM show at gmail.com and we'll get some grunt to pack that on over when they're good and ready. Friends, Okay, before we play catch up here, uh, I've been I've been live talking about it for two hours. We are going to save the bulk of this conversation as it's related to Ashes of Creation for the Ashes Pathfinders podcast, which you can tune into live on Sundays, 5 p.m. Central, right here on my twitch.tv forward slash Simorg channel. You can find it here. But friends, we, we can't talk about MMORPG development in gaming today without talking about this one. And the beautiful thing is we're going to have four people for that show on Sunday. We got four people here today, two of which will not be there for that show. And they get to contribute some of their feedback and a bit of a different perspective. So why don't we just talk about ashes of creation in their development live stream today, showcased the character creator, Stating it is not the polished version. It is missing a lot. They only really showed off the adjustments on the human character, but we got to see the Vec, which we'll put a put a pin on that one because we'll definitely talk about it. But if you want to see all the development stuff and things for that, you can go catch the YouTube channel of theirs, Ashes of Creation on YouTube. They've got that there. You can go to their Twitch live stream. You can check out the VOD. If you want to see a written format of it, you can check out AshesHQ.com, where we keep all things Ashes curated on that website, right? And our awesome, 
awesome botanist, Skylock the botanist, will be getting me uh, the notes for the development live stream. I'll have that all written format right there so you can look over it. But the visuals, man, I guess if you gentlemen have seen it, I know Nathan's was talking about Renfill in no particular order. Feel free to jump in. Uh, holy shit, you guys. It was amazing. I've only seen really screenshots. Good. I've not seen the actual video yet because I've just been Ooh. busy. So oh, screenshots look good from what I've seen. Oh, yeah. It's it's awesome. It's like it's on YouTube already, a 4K version of it. It's like yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah, it's good. Uh, a lot of sliders, a lot of options. Um, uh, the detail, though, that's that's that was what i took away right so mm -hmm. like man uh, like things that it, and there's a lot of things in the game you're like why you know mm -hmm. every time you're in a character creator that's pretty good you're, you, there's some features where you're like why can't i just do what i want with this right like scars for example why can't i just put a scar wherever i want why do right. i have to be on the eye or i can only move around the face or you know like there's always been limitations with the tattoos um but yeah when they were showing the manipulation on like scarring and Talking about like okay, which it wasn't in the game yet, but they're talking about like we can you can make one eye look a little milkier, mm -hmm. put a scar over it if you wanted to, uh, and you can totally manipulate this stuff however you want. You got that structure with the bone where you can freaking just you know tweak every little uh, muscle tissue. Um, it was impressive, and and it, uh, here's what I want to say. I think that because they moved to Unreal Engine Five. This was our first real, like, you guys made the right decision, right? right? Like, this is impressive. I think it's also showing what indie game companies should be doing and how they should be doing game development. Um, thumbs up. Yeah. All right. And no hits to performance. Like, no. they, it's, they talked some garbly gook that I didn't understand, but basically they were like, <laughs> But this is nothing for performance, right? Like for yeah. our engine, for the game, no issue. Like some people may, might get concerned, like, oh, my gosh, this is way too much detail for an MMO to be able to handle. They said not at all, uh, or they wouldn't have done it. Mm. They w it wouldn't be this detailed if it was going to do a performance hit. That's still their, their high priority. So impressive. All right. Oh, no Daedalus, you got some thoughts? I know we're going to probably... I, I, I might have a few. We'll um, revisit this I, in even more detail on Sunday, but we still can talk about this for a bit because, yeah. I, I could boil it down. I know this this show is a little more unchained, if you will. Right. Um, and I will have to say, if you looked up, uh, if you looked up <laughs> Nerd So Hard in the dictionary, it would be a picture of my happy ass watching the stream. That's all I'm going to say. Because I had I, I had a, a level of expectation, I'm not going to lie, walking yeah. in the stream. They took that level of expectation and literally blew it out of the water. Moving tattoos around, moving scars around, the like all the dis the the morphing, the blending, all of this stuff in an alpha two iteration of this are you freaking kidding me i mean it was it was fantastic right. i couldn't i mean i don't think they could have had a better showing for this no yeah. way no way. i agree they did yeah totally. if you if that didn't impress you then i'm sorry you're just an idiot i'm just gonna say if you, you weren't impressed with that as a character creator for an mmo then there's something wrong with you go to a doctor immediately <laughs> that was insane that and i let me tell you something yeah <laughs> I'm just being honest here. Yeah. I did I expected Ashes of Creation to be more of the type. As a matter of fact, as I pulled up, I'm writing my little script, right? And I'm already making assumptions and I'm writing stuff. I had to delete it all. 
because I thought this was going to be more of the type where it'd be like, here's some hairstyles, here's some beards, here's some this and that, and we'll add more over time. I didn't expect, like, build your own beard, bro. You know, like, right? yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, you know, dude, I'm just saying, right? like, I'm hard to please on beards and MMOs. I've almost True. never been happy uh, with the options. Yeah, this the, is the first mm-hmm. time I've ever been like, dude, fading. I can make. Yeah, dude. Shit. I can make it exactly what I wanted to look yes. like. Oh, dude. Mm. Man, we yeah. better move and on. The we'll hair length the too, where you could choose a style and <laughs> right. like move it up and down. I'm like, is is this the Twilight Zone? What right. happened? Did did my dream? I mean, I've never had a character creator that I can literally say I can make exactly how I look like in that character creator right. before this one. Like literally, I mean, right. I'd probably give myself like a six pack or something. Oh, of but, course, <laughs> yeah, of course, because you know it, it is an avatar after all. It's, right. it's the best version of myself. Yeah, I'll make I'll make a character that is me if I wasn't such a nerd. You know? Yeah. Dude, you know, you know what the three things were that stood out to me the most though? Number one, the sculpting element to it, like going that direction as opposed to just this like, you know, straight up slider like the Elder Scrolls plenty of other games do. Like it feels like they're taking again. They never wanted they never said they wanted to reinvent the wheel, but they said they wanted to take all the best parts. This was an absolute reflection of that. In fact, like the thing about it that I talk about innovation and why it's important a lot. I'm not saying you got to like. You know, you don't want to. I'm not saying be the wow killer for any game, right? I'm not saying be the one that's like defining, redefining everything or anything like that. But it's nice to see that the, their approach is like, let's take the best things that work and put them in there so that you have the the most potential, you know, to character creation as you want. And man, like it's like here's different beard styles. Okay, now enjoy the slider enjoy the fader like how much white do you want in your hair like how how long do you want this particular hairstyle to be like you want a scar cool how big where how do you want to turn it right the same thing with the tattoos and then this was like something i've never actually like i've seen those things before not like the tattoo and the scar Not thing. Not that good, but yeah, yeah. I, I've never seen where you can take a tattoo or a scar and actually decide where you're putting it. Just put it there. Yeah. Like I've and seen then, it and then manipulate it, and then manipulate you know? it. And yeah. this one was the one I was like, "Oh my god, this is such a good idea for people that could get lost in character creator and need to try to make decisions a little faster, like Daedalus." If you don't want to be a, if you don't want to pull a Daedalus and character creator, then then there's this other thing that they're incorporating, and it's it's literally is this: I can take four template characters, right? Four v- variations, randomized character templates, and plug four of those into this little module up here. Here we go with that modular design again. We're gonna break this down for you a ton on Sunday, but yeah. for this show, taking four of those and then going into your creator and going, okay, let me click on which one of these four and let me manipulate those styles and include that in my character. So if I if I like really like the chin, the mouth, and stuff on one, and the eyes and the forehead on another, the cheekbones right, maybe the hair and the wrinkles on another, I could take those four, take the four parts I like about it using the templates and make that my character like what 
Yeah, and I got to ask this before we move on because I genuinely want to know, and I feel like you you guys would have the answer for me. There was a point when they were talking about that, the presets, um, and they are playing mm-hmm. around with it, where they were like, oh, you could look a little rougher on Monday. Are they implying that you can do this, like, you can go back and change your character or is that they're just talking about for testing purposes um yeah i'd have to hear that particular part but uh yeah i don't know that going like we know that you're going to be able to go back and change your appearance okay later right but for alpha 2 i don't know specifically but i can tell you that it's always been a plan for you to for people to be able to essentially get into the game real early create your character save your template and play like sort of load that later you know so I wouldn't be surprised if some iteration of that was probably an alpha two, especially since they're already planning to let people play with the character creator before we get, get there. Sure. So, so yeah. yeah, I saw some buttons that led me to believe that not only could you like save your character, you could potentially yeah. export it. I don't know. I mean, it may have been just like export to a screenshot, but I think it would be so cool, like similar to what they did with, I think it was Mass Effect series where you could export like the actual yep. code and say, hey, this is the character I designed. Mm-hmm. Not that I would necessarily like want people to say, OK, this looks really cool. Let me just and then it, mm-hmm. people don't become unique. But it just honestly would be cool just to see like if there's a particular feature you like about somebody's character, you might be able to do that blend thing with it, too. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just I know. It's oh, just that's really smart. Like, that's smart where people could upload templates they made to like their website and then you could download those and then use certain key elements you like that's kind of a crazy idea uh the, also the fact that they're um we're getting a little too deep into it let's let's move on there's a it's it's mm-hmm. awesome there's a lot there's a lot it's, it, it's yeah. crazy dude like it is impressive as all get out and i try not to go into i, I don't want to like i'm not trying to overhype this but i go i try to go into things with like very low expectations because if i do then i'm not disappointed and i'm just pleasantly surprised like that's just always been my approach especially now with games and development but like oh my gosh dude i didn't expect to see some of those things that they had in is at all for a character creator number one and number two like anything at that level at this point we got to see the freaking vec in there and i was like oh shit they look so good that's essentially like the more goblin looking uh um sub race of like the um the uh orc right yeah so shit Uh, it looked really good too god it It did it looked cool they didn't get to play with that in the character creator, but we still have to see like a pre-made. They even made like one. Uh, Steven was like trolling Asmongold and made like an Asmon yeah. character and actually looked like him. I was like, oh, it did. It did. Yeah. It, I like that they made him completely oh, bald. Man, though. The possibilities. <laughs> you, you ain't wrong on that one, buddy. You ain't wrong on that one. But then they immediately, I thought this was cool. Like they were just talking and playing around, right? They pulled up Asmongold and had a little laugh. And then they started tweaking it and playing, like dumping presets on and then playing around with it. And dude, they made a character that looked totally different in like mm-hmm. seconds. It wasn't even recognizable anymore that this was the same character you're looking at before. So, really powerful tools. Uh, still deeply feel that things like that w- would not have been as possible had they not switched over to Unreal Engine 5. I think that yeah. opened it up where they can do things like that with no performance hits, not even worry about it, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
So with that being said, um, we're going to kind of catch up real quick. I know it's been, we missed last week. I just had to nerd out about that because I was like, I have to get out of my system. Yeah. But why don't we catch up? Because we uh, we missed last week. I, I had to take a day. It was on me. That that one was on me. I think we actually had uh, Nathan. You weren't going to be there that day, I think, either. So, uh, yeah, it kind of yeah. worked out. I, I had to take a day. But um, so we didn't we didn't get the chat last week, but we got plenty of things on the uh, floor for today. But what do you what do you all been up to since last time? It's been a couple weeks. Um, I got my I'm office set up. Oh yeah, true. Let's talk about that. He's he's in his new home. Yeah, I got my office set up, internet installed. It's it's borderline, but it's workable. Um, and I got AC, which is most important because it was already uh, ninety six degrees today, and oh, it feels one hundred and five outside, oh. and it's gonna be a hundred and one degrees by this uh next thursday is what the weather's saying right now so i got i got the ac installed because it was it was like there was 195 day before we had ac and then we had like a few days where it was 90 but then we had like three days where it was like 75 because it rained it was really nice and we got the ac installed so just in time so um man the office is set up everything's getting going there which is good um and uh other than that it's been just lots of stuff on Weaving Void front, and we had our tabletop group Sunday nights. Uh, again, we're back back with you guys and Sparrow and Bounty Code, and we did yeah. that on Sunday night. And I'm debating because the new Star Wars Lego game comes out on the the Skywalker Saga comes out on the fifth, which is the same day that MLB the show comes out 2022. Then I'm like, I also want to play Elden Ring. So it's like, <laughs> I, got, I got like, what, what am, I think I'm just going to play because I got MLB The uh, Show as part of Xbox Game Pass. So I think I'm going to play that one first because it's a freebie with my sub. And then I'll roll into the Skywalker Saga. And then I think I'll I'll end up pushing Elden Ring back. And I'll, I'll get that when it's on a discount at some point. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, you kind of heard our wave at this point, you know. Well, I mean, also, I mean, it's not going anywhere and it's going to give you a ton of like time i mean tons of con i mean I, I got in on it early right and i'm still taking my time with it so i mean let me tell you who, who cares right you know i've made a couple of patches too i was reading mm-hmm. um just fixing bugs and changing some of the mm-hmm. abilities and stuff um so yeah that's been my um we're not fully unpacked but we're kind of we're, we're pretty much settling at this point so yeah we did that last sunday and um it's gonna be interesting i did another poll today because i pulled before we did we basically are just kind of doing some roundtable kind of like brainstorming and conversations around upcoming uh, next D and D campaign uh, that's going to be set in the weave in the void. And we were we were over there talking, and before uh, I think it was I think it was during the Ashes post show last Sunday. Um, I was because we do the Ashes podcast before that, and then I chill a little bit and wind down, and we and I jump on there with you all. But I, I actually pulled some I pull I did a poll about do I do the lights righteous crusader character again or do i go with a dark character and it was like a 90 like 90 like basically 90 percent voted <laughs> go dark sim i did it today again with some different people and i got 76 percent with more people voting and i was like oh my gosh they all just want to see me <laughs> they want to see me a bad boy don't yeah. they they want to something different too because everybody's like hey you've done goody goody so oh. many years 
yeah. I don't think they've gotten to see that. Therefore, has he? Yeah, they uh, haven't gotten to see the because they they weren't around when I was running around on my bad boys spanking people. Dark night? People, yeah, my death night in World of Warcraft. Death Knight, right. Yeah, I would run around, man, in there, and I just or my rogue, and I just no boy. <laughs> That's a different story. Ahead. I will also say too, because um, I did finish. I'll get it to you guys tomorrow, probably by the end of tomorrow. I finished <laughs> up this 2.0 draft on the source book yesterday. Mm-hmm. I started layout yesterday. I've nice. been working on layout all day today, so I should be able to get get you all the updated version with the kingdoms and the factions in there. Nice. Um, That'd be good. Yeah, I've read over the looked over the first one and stuff. I'm definitely looking forward to digging into that. But anyway, uh, gentlemen, yeah, Nathan, Daedalus, what about you two? I've just been busting my ass around the house, just getting everything in order for a, a move mm-hmm. here and getting the house on the market. I applied for my first apartment ever. Oh man. Um going, you know, downtown in the city here, so two blocks from work. So yeah, it's been a lot of craziness this past week, but Fingers crossed everything will get on the market next week and I can sell this quick in GTFO. Right. Yeah. New beginnings, man. I have a question too, because I have not gone through that process in, it's been 15 years. I forgot until you just mentioned it that people have to apply Yes. for apartments in the United States. Like if you're going to be a renter, you have to go apply. Is it still the same thing where it's basically just, here's here's my credit report, here's my references, et cetera? Oh, it's it's like a body cavity search. I mean, they they have you do a criminal background, like income verification, employment verification, um, like all of this, and it's take it it takes like ten to fifteen days to get it all done. Yeah, at so, this yeah. point, it's it's easier to buy a house. Um, yeah, it's much easier just, to know, buy a house. It's easier to just be like, I'll fix my credit score than it is to like I'll change what I did in third grade because they're going to find out that I you know showed up to school without a pencil you know like it's it's pretty outrageous like i've not been in any legal trouble you know like uh um i've I've always paid my bills uh etc and i remember when we moved um uh to to virginia uh i was like yeah it should be no problem to get an apartment i applied and they were like you was denied but we're going to let you have it because your income is so large i was like wow wow like how and i asked her i was like how did i fail and she was like i don't remember something like lack of history and i was like but i've rented my entire life and she was like well yeah but not in this state i just moved here yeah it doesn't this is is giving me anxiety someone (laughs) was was asking me about if I wanted to come back and rent something in the States. And I was like, I don't know how that's going to pan out. Cause I, ha- I haven't rented anything in the U S since 2007. So the, I'm going to show up, but there's going to be nothing anywhere about yeah. me at all in terms of rental history. So I was just, it, it sparked some memories when you said that Daedalus. So I was wondering how that, how that process went. Yeah. Well, well hopefully my Tell lack me. of no, any rental history whatsoever in any state in the union is not going to cause me to not get this apartment. So I, I did want to note too, you all see that uh, I saw the blizzard news, right? There's like two parts to this. There was the, there was the one part, which was Josh Allen. Who's, you know, lore like this, this guy is the guy I used to watch when I played world of Warcraft back in the day. Like, um, you know, like the weekly marmot 
was kind of like the thing I would watch to kind of stay up to date with what was going on in World of Warcraft news. And it was like going to Tank Spot, which is where that was hosted. I'd go to pa- Tank Spot and Elitist Jerks. Those were like those were like my go-tos for all things World of Warcraft back in the day. And he, I remember, was so excited when he got his job working at Blizzard, man. And, you know, we've talked about all the stuff that went down with Blizzard. And I saw, aside from this, that Blizzard's uh, essentially honoring the unionization mm-hmm. of the employees. So there was that. But then also I saw Lors leaving. Like, he's his last day of Blizzard, man. This is someone who... I feel like this speaks, at least to me, I see this as a really big like sign and signal from from this is someone that, from my perspective, is as much of a World of Warcraft fan and lover for for all things World of Warcraft and Blizzard that you're going to get and got the dream job. Right. I remember him talking about used to work at like. He used to work in like a really, a really horrible job where like, you know, he'd breathe in chemicals. It was bad for his health, all this stuff. And like finally got a gig working there. Right. Like that's huge for someone as passionate about the game as he was and was a big part of the community. Um, He was a community engagement manager. And for him to announce his last day, that that to me is that that tells you something, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. It does. It sure does. Uh, you know, uh, you, you got you can't help. Nobody can help but feel like that. No matter what now. Right. No matter what happens, because, they, you know, here uh, next month, here coming up in a couple of weeks, they're going to be announcing their next expansion. They're going to be announcing right the Lich King cla- uh, classic, um, uh, you know, and th- it's one of those things where it's like no matter what they do now, we know. There's just no way it will ever be the blizzard it used to be. It's impossible. The people are gone, right? Right. So all we can hope for now, actually, is that whatever they become due to Microsoft and um, the new people, et cetera, is good, right? Like, w- forget about maybe it'll one day go back to what the glory. No, no. it's not going to happen. It's oh, not even man. possible. This is like, not the same company. It never will be. No, not even like the same EverQuest, people. EverQuest without Brad McQuaid was never the ever. It was never the same EverQuest after he moved on. You know, right? It's, right. It still exists. It's still a healthy game, but it's not and and hasn't been that game for you know since since he left. And I feel like pretty much the entire old guard is gone from yeah. Blizzard at this point. Um, yeah, is there anybody, can anybody think of somebody who's like still really powerful that's still there? Oh, yeah, Bobby Kotick, right? Oh, God, Nathan. Oh, Wait a nut. Bobby will say that's right. <laughs> Ouch, man. A nut gonna... tap right there. What's that line? <laughs> Burning righteous fire. And... <laughs> Jeez, man. I mean, it's it's like all the homies that we knew are gone. Like you can't blame them, you know. Damn, who, no, would, who wants to be in a not? You know, it's not just a sinking ship. It's like on fire with and been plagued. You know, um, you know. 
It's true. Some of these guys, I'm like, man, you you really tried to hang in there. You yeah. know what I mean? You you put in some extra time that nobody would have expected you to. Yeah, I'm I suppose not... if the paycheck's big enough, you're, you're you're willing to put up with quite a lot. But at some That's point, right. money money can't solve every yeah. issue or solve stab every wound. I should say. Yep, and there are always things more important, right? Yeah. Like, there's always things more important, and uh, what happens at work. When you come home, pieces of that follow you. You know what I mean? Mm, um, bring true. a little bit of that home with you. So uh, that tends to uh, change things sometimes. Yeah, and I know we talked about this um, last weekend, but we didn't have the podcast, so we didn't get to talk about it there. Brandon Sanderson. It just crossed 40 million today. Fuck, I know, dude. Which is twice, it's two times bigger than the biggest Kickstarter in the history of their platform. Talk about setting setting a standard. And I mean, yeah. And he went back and we talked about this. Uh, I think it was just when we, it was, it was offline when we talked about that, right? If I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But he, he went and he decided to back a, like 300 plus writers on Kickstarter that were working on projects, unless there was complete BS projects. But yeah, I was like, wow. I mean, they sat there. And I mean, it's it may not. Through. Yeah. I mean, his team, but yeah. Still, he had like what, two, four, four to six, somewhere in there at a time were sitting at that table when they were going through it. I mean, that's, that's, that's significant, man, to, to get, yeah. to do something like that. Play, if I had $40 million, I'd be happy to give away a couple hundred thousand as well. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just it's such an interesting, it was such an interesting thing to watch have happen too, because I mean, damn dude yeah um he's he i feel like he is sort of so i did a a little bit of digging this is when his kickstarter first went off there have only Mm. been i mean and i'm I'm thinking it was less than five authors in the history of authors who have gotten like a 40 million dollar deal um um, and I and I think it's it's guys like you know John Grisham, Stephen King, you know big 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 names, and Sanderson has basically now taken that and sort of wiped it all off the map and said, I don't even need a publisher to get a forty million dollar deal. I'll just do a fucking Kickstarter and 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 roll with it. But you know, credit to Sanderson, he is a creature unlike anything I've ever known because mm-hmm. he is, I've, I've yet to read something of his that is not like triple a quality. Like it is everything he does. And it's some of that credit to his editors because he has the war. He has a world-class team, but also, you know, if your work is a turd in the first place, it doesn't matter how much polish you put on it. It's Thank still going to be a turd. You know, so he's he's writing very good quality material in the first place, but then having that editing team around him, it's just a perfect storm of of things coming together to to create this momentum of of pushing into that next sphere. But also to be able to complete four books on top of your already contracted work that you're doing. I'm a writer for a living, and granted, I do a lot of different other shit that takes me away from writing, like streaming and photoshop and video editing and other stuff if i sat here and worked 12 hours a day just writing i could i could produce but probably only half half of what he produces and i guarantee you only about a quarter of that is going to be publishable quality 
Like the fact that he's able to produce at that level and produce publishable quality material is what blows me away. So is it an obscene amount of money? Sure. Fuck. Why not give it to him? Like he, he, he's got the talent, you know, better hand the Rupert Murdoch, you know? Yeah. And he's also delivering like tons of, I mean, you know, swag and stuff that comes through that it's all going to be on him to, to essentially like, you know, deliver that, deliver all that too. So, you know, I mean, he got, I remember him getting just like, I think we talked about that here too, about a month ago, but we talked about how like people were just kind of giving him a, a hard time as a result of like privilege, I think. And I'm like, yeah, but you got, there's, this guy has been doing this a long time. It's not like he's, you know, it's not like he's not somebody who's established where like this kind of momentum is outside of like the possible. The yeah. So yeah, it's just cool to see that though, because I think, I don't know. I kind of wonder if this is going to encourage even more writers to get on there and, and use it as a, a resource now. Uh, I would say that it might inspire a lot more people to attempt it, but I don't think it's necessarily going to result in, more better projects because there are a ton a ton of of people already out there doing that um and it might just make more people it it might who knows fingers crossed it could also spin up and create a whole bunch of dream world type projects i mean oh i mean that's gonna happen dude because people have been doing that with gaming for like how long now we talked i mean we talked about that for how long here I mean, literally, it's been like a common part of this show since this show started. And it's yeah. it's as a result of like, you know, but it's it's cool when you get I I feel like I don't know if I could I could make a very strong comparison here, but I feel like there's. From my searching and, and viewing uh, perspective, when I go there and I look at people putting, you know, writing projects up compared to people putting gaming projects up the the writing projects overall look like there's like it looks like they kind of know what they're doing and there's like a plan a and you know what i mean yeah like a lot more legit than like a lot of the but so here's the hoping because these days getting getting published through like a you know a reputable publishing company it's 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 next to impossible yeah. i had a long discussion on one of my streams maybe a month ago with sparrow where we do- where we dove into that because um it's literally the chances of you getting published with a traditional publisher are about as slim as you becoming an F1 race driver or a triple a baseball player or a NFL player or an NBA player. Like it's, it's the amount of talent that you have to have on top of having an idea that is so original when you have, you know, we're in the uh, the glut of production where everybody's throwing stuff at the wall to see mm-hmm. what sticks. And we've got thousands of shows coming out of streaming networks and all these books coming out. And every time we yes. turn around, there's a new fantasy and science fiction series. So not only do you have to have talent, but you have to have an idea that is original enough or has a unique enough spin on it mm-hmm. that an agent thinks he can sell it in the first place. And that in and of itself is it's very, very challenging. Um so try, trying to get published to the traditional circuit is it's that level of like you have to be in that top one percent. Otherwise, know. you're better off establishing yourself, building up your own platform, doing it all on your own, and then if through the power of building up your own community, you get numbers big enough to where a traditional publisher is willing to work with you, 
that way, I feel like you have a better chance doing it on your own yeah. that way than you do of trying to find an agent. And because the, the, the two to three years that you're going to spend trying to find an agent to buy your first manuscript, excuse me, you could have spent building up your Twitter audience, your YouTube audience, your yeah. discord and selling 500, a thousand, 2000 copies of your book. And you would have made more money than had you sat there and waited for three years only to get rejected 80 different times. Right. So it's a, it's a catch 22. Yeah, it's definitely a, a tricky process. So I don't know. Do you, I was thinking the Mistborn series because Daedalus was asking about this in our chat. But, you know, recommendations. We have people in chat here who might have a better. I have not read any of his books, right? I know that he. Start with Mistborn. Yeah, the Mistborn series is a really popular one. I know that. It's three books. And I just, that was the first trilogy I read on my Kindle when I got it. I had only Mm. ever read his Wheel of Time stuff. But Mm -hmm. I knew of all of his work. And so I just, I, I rolled right into Mistborn. I'm going to say this because I know you're head, you're neck deep in world building right now. That mm, yeah. When you read that trilogy, you're going to be having like mind fuck after mind fucked and like mind gasms where it's like, what did he just do? Oh my, what? Cuz like the first book is like him explaining like here's half a dozen half a dozen magic systems. Have fun with that. Right. Then you get to the second book and he's like, "Oh yeah, all that stuff I did in the first book, I'm going to top that by 10 in the second book. And then you get to the third book and he's like, all that stuff I did in the first two books. Oh no, 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 We're going to make it even bigger and better. And then he gets to the end and he throws this, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's like three different things that happen at the end of the third book that go all the way back to the beginning of the first book. And you're literally, I was sitting there going, did you really just fucking what? No way. Cause there was like this one thing where there's only like three references to it throughout the entire series. But at the end of it, it's such a pivotal thing for the main character. When you come to realize that's why that thing had been happening to her because of this one thing that's only mentioned three times. And you're like, did he plan that from the beginning? Cause like if it. he did, holy shit, talk about making your outline in advance and like really world building. Right. And so yes, Mr. That's I would him. highly recommend He's, 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 um, I've, I've, I've watched, I've, I've taken some coursework and I've been doing world building and stuff, but he, from my perspective, based on the lectures and stuff I've watched and seen him talk and seeing an outline that he provides to people on one of his books, I'm like, this dude, the, I respect him because I'm like, he's my people because he's methodical as get out. And that resonates for me. So I haven't even like, gone down the rabbit hole of Sanderson right now, but like that is, is really good to see because I've been, I'm methodical and this is what's taken me a lot of time. So I would not be shocked whatsoever based on what I know about him. If he planned that from the very beginning, because when you look at the dude's outlines and stuff and you hear him talk about the planning and the plot structure and everything, like every time I hear him talk about plot structure, it's like the dude knows exactly where he's going from the beginning. But along the way, like if, if it's like, you know, beta readers, readers and stuff, if like they read through and like they, remark on certain things then he goes and he changes it even though like for him he knew that there was a reason that he decided to like explain something here he'll go and modify it because he realizes like in his brain from a methodical perspective planning it all out like it makes sense that it goes here but in the cutout of a book where they're reading through and getting that like it might fit for him in the grand scheme of things to introduce that here but because they're reading through the book 
and getting that in the book, it doesn't work. So like he, yeah, it was really cool. Like watching him talk about that. That was like something he talked about in his YouTube lecture. So that's like a free resource for anybody interested. Um, hearing him talk about how he plans everything out is like really nice for me because yeah, I'm still working on taking notes on the guy and his, his methodical plans. Cause so far he's the only one that I've seen talk about world building and plot that actually right. feels like it would work for me. You should also, um, cause he has, he's in a lot of lectures and he's got a lot of YouTube yeah. videos and he talks a lot about, cause he uses, he doesn't use dictation software. He uses a recorder and then yeah. he dictates it to the recorder and then he gives it to his assistant who types it into chapters. Then he gets it back. This is Kevin J. Anderson Jeez. who is he's written a bunch of star Wars novels, X, uh, X files novels, the Dune novels with, um, Brian Herbert's, uh, with his son, with the son, um, Frank Herbert, Brian Herbert. Um, and so Kevin J. Anderson is really an interesting fellow and he's written, I mean, he writes like six novels a year and he outlines everything down to the point where by the time he's ready to go out and he does everything on hikes. So he goes out on like these six mile hikes every day and he records two chapters every day on the hike. And so he's every single day, two chapters, 4,000 words a day minimum. Then he comes back, gives that to his assistant, sits down and edits the work from the day before or the comic book project or his consultations on movies or whatever. He's a busy, busy, busy mofo. Mm -hmm. And he does everything in a meticulous fashion like that. So that when he's out in the field, on his hikes, he's got everything already planned out down to these multiple sentences that are breaking down his chapters. So he just has to read off these points that he's already pre-programmed because of his outline. That's so cool. Um, and then he's just filling in the dots. Just with tying the, it the together. Dialogue. Yeah. Dude, do you know, I was, tell, I was talking to Daedalus about this. Was it? Was it? It was. Uh, it was uh, the other night over the weekend or something. We were ha- we were hanging out and chatting or whatever, and mm-hmm. I was talking. We were talking about you know I was talking about like my old journey with writing and all this stuff, <clears throat> and I actually like this is something that I'm realizing is like going to work really well for me. I'll go and I'll work out right the earlier part of my day, and I'm working towards structuring this. Is just anybody who's like, oh my god, snooze fest writing. We'll we'll move on soon. I promise. But. Um, the thing I'm realizing is, you know what? I actually get a lot of amazing, great ideas like for world building and tying all my stuff together when I'm on a bike doing my cardio. I'm like, I have got to start. I've got to work it out to where I do my writing after my workouts and do it in the earlier part of my day. If I can do this, this is going to be amazing because I have had some of the best ideas this year in in regard to like just my greater world from literally sitting on a bike because I'm just sitting there listening to music and my mind because of the way it works I just when I when it's not engaged in something concretely I just my my imaginative part of my mind just goes yeah and anything dude, you any in my opinion anything you're doing where uh you're just going through the motions for example I'm doing some artwork for Renfell and as I'm working like when I'm drawing, I'm pretty focused, right? When yeah. I'm doing the, the actual sketch and, and the art. But then as I'm coloring or blending, that's when I'm just like in autopilot mode, right? And dude, that's when your mind just begins to wander and you begin to contemplate and think of things. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, we, as the typical uh, person today, we don't get a lot of that time because of the connectivity of these guys right here. True story. Um, 
So there, it's usually like, oh, I've got some free time. We pop this baby out and watch a YouTube video, which is great, by the way, because yeah. we all run YouTube channels, right? But at the same time, man, everybody's got to have that time. And I actually uh, talked with a lot of people who tell me, you don't come up with all that good ideas when I'm in the shower. I get if it. That's, if that, I get it too, but if that's the only time that's happened to you, dude, your life is too cluttered. You need to find a way because mm-hmm. that, that means that the reason that's happening in the shower is because what else are you going to do? Your phone. Well, most Every, phones you're are waterproof. So distracted. You're, yeah. yeah, you're so distracted that that's the uh, only time your mind cannot be just that's not good. That's I'm, not a good sign. Yeah, you got to be careful about that fly, shower juice too. make sure you get the right flavor. Oh. Yeah, I was moving. I was moving into that. That was actually a uh, transition into my new product. Uh, let me see here. Um, this is actually I partnered up with an MMO company. Uh, give me a second here. Got to make sure I get this name right. Uh, we have a new flavor. I've partnered up with the indie team. Um, at this particular point in time, all the contracts aren't done. This company's known for. Well, we won't get into that, Um, but uh, we are making a a contract here where uh, I will have a new new flavor coming out very soon. Um, And uh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to that later. But salty tears. uh, I'm not sure exactly what we'll call it, but uh, we've got some some new flavors. This was not inspired by any casting couch. I just want to full disclosure. It's not. He said shower. It's not true, man. It's not true. No, it's oh. not true. That's just where I came up with the ideas after I showered after the cast. Oh. I was like, you know what? No, it never happened. Well, okay. I thought there was a surprise <laughs> flavor called Rough Rider that was coming out of the cast. <laughs> yeah, along with never mind. Um, Got the job was what I think I was going to call it. Yeah. Renfell, how <laughs> dare you? By the way, I saw that shit in Discord. I'm chilling yesterday, and I remember we were in our LFM show Discord, if I'm not mistaken, and you all dropped that image. It was like some sort of gif of like Miley Cyrus on a wrecking ball or something with someone else's face on it, and then I was looking, and Renfell like photoshopped my face onto that shit and dropped it in my discord. I was like, how dare you pollute my discord with this blasphemy with this tainted tarnished. I get enough stuff around the whole false narrative of ninja looting over on the, on the ashes pathfinder show. And then, you know, like, come on, man. The, the, it's not true. There's no casting couch narrative. It's not actually true. These people make up stuff because they like to give me shit. It's not actually <laughs> the case, right? Now, however, Nathan's salty tear juice is probably based on some series of events. That's based, yeah, that's based on that's based on um, a new MMO project that's being currently worked on. I bet it I, is currently um, that, available. Is that mixed with embers from a campfire? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so embers would definitely definitely apply. Uh, so we have a couple of names available for that. If you guys want to vote in chat for which one to go for, oh, we have Burning nice. Sensation. Hold on, let me. Uh, uh, it could be, or it could be called Salty Tears, or it could be called No Wipe November Essences. So you guys oh. just help me. You guys just kind of help me decide for that particular MMO what you think would be. So best. hold on, it's it's No Wipe November. <laughs> hold on, No Wipe November, Salty essences. Tears. Salty tears, and the other one was was there, there was a burning one. sensation, was burning sensation, idea. as yeah. opposed to a burns when I pee. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm gonna go ahead and post a poll in chat. Um, okay. Next flavor. 
Question mark. I like this. Get in the community. Nathan's <laughs> next. Uh, take take notes, Renfell. This is great for the weave in the void stuff. By the way, three minutes. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, there it is. I don't know why that got clipped out, Fina. I didn't even say anything about. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on. Um, You'll have to watch the clip to understand. I can tell you why. Because she can. That's why <laughs> she can. Gotta love these moments. And this is what I love. This is community, baby. Um, can, yeah. can we take a moment? Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, the, the team behind the MMO, if they'd had a little bit more of this kind of community, uh, uh, maybe we'd have better names for the shower juice. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, can we, on the, on the top of it, I, I do want to get to a publisher for MMORPGs that is in the news that I'm going to like inside laugh. Uh -oh. More than you hear on the outside, but can we? Embers adrift crimp cringes me to, out every time. It genuinely does, dude. Okay, it, it's 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 like the dude they were showcasing. We had thirty people in our beta, and I'm like, oh, that's bad. You had like well, 20... half of those people. Half of those. So this goes back to their first weekend. They only they only had twenty five people on that first that first alpha that first beta weekend. Half of those people are the dev team plus the people who have been there for like the last two years yeah. since it got rebranded. Yeah. And the other half and the other half are the the new people. So and I'm ten just, people, ten of those people are people that just like a good train wreck. You know, seriously, seriously. There's some people like I want to be here to see this. This might be the biggest epic, freaking. You know, and it's one of those things where thirty people are showing up. Right. It's it's like I I said this the other day. Because uh, I was talking to another content creator who was asking me what was yeah. you know what's going on and what what's the down low, um, and I told him I was like, dude, it's a train wreck, and I was like, it, it you know what it makes me think of is does a train explosion make a sound if no one's there to hear it? Because it's like. <laughs> You know, it is a train wreck. Not, nobody's going to even notice it. Right? Maybe like, logged it. into the world to hear it and probably be proximity. So I'm going to go with no. I will say, I will say this, though. Um, I have been reading a couple comments over MORPG.com, um, and there have been some positive takes away from it. There have been a handful of people who have said that they are having fun because the old school, like, EverQuest 1 style of go kill mobs and do a dungeon grind without being sidetracked by a bunch of uh, mm -hmm. quest hubs and fetch quests everything else. That part of it seems to be fun. Yeah. I'll take credit for that because that's my design. My design documents built that so I can take credit for that. Mm -hmm. um, that part thunder. of it they say is that part they can they say is fun. However, you'll see a repeating commentary on mrpg.com which is a lack of content there's yeah. no content by the way i can't find any content what am i supposed to do because there's no content oh. um and there's similar comments being made on their forums as well so the question i still have is <sighs> where's the content because you're in beta and beta is for polishing mechanics exactly adding content you're supposed to be yes. done with content in alpha yep um, it's for fixes been, yeah the beta is for fixes and not polish. development fixes yeah, so but i can say at the very least they do have some people who are pleased with the way things are going and i'm i'm glad that's the case because as everyone knows i founded stormhaven studios and i wrote the design document of the game that is embers adrift so i can 100 percent claim credit for that because 
the individual who is their current programmer, Robert Thompson, did not write the game design documents. <laughs> Those are mine. <laughs> you know, um, I was I was gonna say too, like the reason that the, it, it, I don't, I'm not usually the guy that's like, I told you so. But in this case, I'm happy to say, I told you so. This is everything that has been happening is beat for beat what I predicted if they didn't change and make different decisions and they're making what appear to be, I don't know uh, here. I'm going to tell you what it looks like to me. Okay. It looks like from my perspective, right? It looks like we're trying to make money off this and now that's, what's important to us. So since we're trying to launch this and make money off this, we need to make sure that now we do what we can can to make money off this, right? All along the way, and, and this is a thing, if that if this was the goal, then why don't you invest in that whole along the whole process here, right? Like mm. that's the thing. It's like all of a sudden at the end of when we're ready to get people into buy into playing the game, now we want to hustle. But we're doing it in all the wrong ways. And it's a little too late because you had this whole period to bolster community and you skipped it. And then I was like, if you don't do it, I think this is what's going to happen. And beat for beat. There you go, homie. And what blows my mind is they've made comments about how they're trying to launch. They they, they say they're launching in 2022. And if you go back to the August press release, when they made the comment, we're fully funded, launching early to mid 2022. We're already in April, which means yeah. mid 2022 is June. Summer. You've got you've got two months. You've got yep. two months to launch your game. Yep. And looking at if you go look at the list of things that their only programmer wants to put into the game before it launches, he's got multiple zones to implement. He wants to switch to Unity 2021. He wants to right. refactor all those systems. He wants to put in a new navigation sky chart, sky box with a sky system, everything else. He wants to revamp all these other systems. They have to completely get the rest of the crafting system in because that's not in the game yet. They need quests, which they still don't have in the game yet. They still don't have NPCs in the game yet. You oh talk to God. tables and that's it. You don't have... <clears throat> in what world... Yikes. Are they going to get all of – oh, and by the way, they've got, what, another six – I think another six zones that have had their initial art pass and another two dungeons, I believe, that have been mentioned on their website. And the city, which isn't in the game yet, and it's supposed to be in the game by launch, the only major city that is supposed to be there. So somehow all of that has to get designed or built and implemented within the next two to three months, if you're going to hit that timeline of mid 2020, this is why the MMORPG.com people, there's a couple people who have said they need to just call it early access and spend the next two years, but they won't do that because they're out of money. And I'd have a lot more respect for them then. I'd be like, okay, cool. It's it's early access or it's pre-alpha or whatever you want to call it. Here's, here's what you, you asked the wrong, you're asking the wrong question though, Rimbo. The question isn't, the question isn't in what world. The question is in what dimension? Because there is a dimension out there where in the multiverse, where they made the right decisions. They, They didn't make some of these bad decisions and it probably has a different name. 
but it is uh, in a much better shape right now with the, with the community and yeah. with, uh, you know what I mean, and support and people who are excited and out there pumping it up and uh, can't wait for uh, <sighs> the final touches um, and the little bugs to be squashed. And uh, so it's not what world, it's what dimension. You know, well, I'm just wondering if they hire, yeah, Aladdin on their staff because he's like in the back rubbing a lamp because that's the only way that this is going to actually be successful. You can never in this world, maybe there is some sort of magic wand that they have. You never know. You never know. But well, they they had don't put your money on the line. (laughs) They had plenty of content until they decided to switch to their new. New and improved IP. Um, that's which, what I'm saying. That's what I said. At the very least, that article they put out or that interview that they gave a couple weeks back, at the very least, they finally admitted to the world so that everybody can stop telling me I'm full of shit that I took the IP and ran, and they admitted mm. that they still have it. But I laughed because he won't even – John won't even come out and say the name, Saga Lucimi. He has said the previous IP that we were working on. He <laughs> yeah. won't even say the name. I mean, it, it makes see, me laugh. It would like be in your best interest from my perspective to do that linking so people know sure what game that they're tracking here like that it has a history and like maybe i maybe i bought into this game when it was the other name and i could actually be playing it right now yeah you know how many people that i've been like you know this is this is what remains of saga of leucemia and they're like oh i remember that i didn't know this was even the same product like dude that would actually be good for you i don't know you never know they might be afraid of like um you know uh, legal or some kind of repercussions. Um, you never know why they're acting. I mean, they obviously have the right to do it, but since mm. they're not doing it, maybe they're just kind of scared to even mention the name. Um, yeah, dude. Or, or maybe they actually are still banking on, like, if people think this came up out of nowhere, they'll be more uh, accepting of, like, the shape that the game is in. Is, cause yeah, we did this so in only one in year. year. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I, I it do, could be that. You know, back when they was it early? Oh, I don't know. It was maybe uh, it was like six months or something back or something like that. They were talking about how you remember this. It was like there was like an article uh, on their uh, the, the, it was like a news post or I can't remember if it was actually like on MMORPG or something like that or if it was like on their side. I feel like it was MMORPG, but they talk, they keep re- reiterating even in newer interviews around what they've been talking about. And that's in Embers Adrift, it's about the journey. And our players are essentially going to help us to decide where the game's going. That yes. is a. There's hor- a press release. That was it. And, and here's why I think this is a horrible thing, because for someone like me, you're telling me you don't have a vision anymore. No, they literally said on their press release uh, from last year when they announced when they announced the, yeah. the rebrand. Right. Yeah. The whole rebranding thing was spun up as the way they spun it was that, oh, this is for the betterment of the game, because we don't want to be tied to this IP that's that's holding us back. Nah. So. For the betterment of the game, we're going to change this new IP. And in this new IP, you, the player, are going to vote on the monsters, the zones, the treasure, and things that we develop post-launch. There's a press release on their website where they literally lay out that everything they're going to be doing post-launch is based upon the votes of their paying community members, which means they have – you're not wrong, Sim. I don't see that they have a plan post-launch for any type of content. They're going to wait and see what the people vote on yeah. 
you need to outline that. You can't just be like, uh, we want you to come buy into our game. And then tell us how to make our game. Where's the, why you're not even going to tell us what future the future holds. Like what for? I also say that I've noticed something in the wording that they're using, which, and this is the marketer in me that's going to critique. And yes, I can critique. I'm not slandering the company. I'm not bad mouthing when I critique because I critique everybody, the marketing background. And I see the wording that they're continually using, which is, and watch, let's see if they change it after this. Um, cause we know yeah, that they watch, they do the watch, they do watch, um, uh, you know, that's the, true. the constant language that's being used is support our indie team. Every time they ask you to make a pre-order, <laughs> it's support our indie team, support our dream, support our indie team, support, support, support. No, right. that's not how marketing works. Right. Pre-order buy now, you Un- know, oh, unless, like- unless you have like an audience that actually likes you. Right. So like, right. You know, like I'm not in that position, but there are, pe- there are content creators who are in a position sure. where they're like, I need your, I need your support. Right. For what? It doesn't matter. Right. There are people in that position where they can just do that there, but they don't have that. We're talking people with like, you know, half a half a million or 250,000 followers right so you could consider that you know two percent of those people would throw a little bit of cash and that'd be enough to get them out of a sticky situation or whatever right or to to literally support them um but yeah you can't do that as your marketing tactic right i quantumly agree with you nathan those those people in those situations that can do that that wasn't their tactic their tactic was the years it took to build that audience right right uh so yeah uh, that's just not smart when you're trying to get a brand new audience they don't care about your project or you or you know they don't care why why should they you have to give them a reason to care yeah, you know it's, it's been making me laugh because mm-hmm. it's all about support, support us, support our team, support Jimmy. our. The support comes from your friends and family. That's where support comes That's from. Good point. Once you've gone beyond the support stage, now it's I have a product. I'm legally bound to produce a product. I have legal obligations to investors. I have a company. I have salaries, payroll to make and all this other stuff, it's no longer support me. It Mm. is make a product and sell that product. And, you know, the product is what you're selling, not the, you're not trying to, right now they're they're selling support, which, you know, if I want support, I go to my, my brother and say, Hey dude, you know, loan me 15 bucks. I could do (laughs) support, you know, that that's been driving me nuts because every I don't know what that was. Sorry, something else just happened. I heard something. I was like, what was that? Where'd that come from? Yeah, there's a there's a truck going by um, selling something. Um, that scared me, too, because I, I, I think, heard it. I think in contrast, I'm going to use this as an example. Uh, I think in contrast, like Panther Rise of the Fallen, they're common, the common message is, hey, if you like what you see and you want to get this game out in your hands, um, you know, Go buy a pledge package because that supports mm-hmm. the development team so we can grow so we can get this game to you faster, right? So that's the message it says. Do you like what you saw? Cool. Do you want to play it? Cool. Do you want it quicker? 
think you know we need money to do that because we're going to hire people. Yeah, but right? they already they threw that they threw that out they threw that out, out the window when they made the statement in August that we're fully funded. Right. Like, yeah, they, we're yeah, fully right. funded. We don't need your money. Well, yeah, then you're right. Why they am I going to give you? Why am I going to support you and your team yeah. if you're fully funded? And you funded? know what? That mm-hmm. almost got Pantheon right because there was a point in time. And like one interview and the Pantheon fans, that's how we are. One time in one interview, one guy said, no, we have enough money uh, already to get us to launch. Now, what he meant was eventually, right? Like they have enough money put back where they <laughs> But whatever that time frame is, is so far away. That's not really an acceptable time frame. But yeah, they have enough money to go however long that is that's just not acceptable to wait that long for right. a game to launch, right so they had to like be like whoa, whoa we didn't mean like we're fully funded we meant like we're not going to go bankrupt right sure. uh right we, this isn't the current where, where that would get us we need more people like yeah they, yeah they, they they bit that one that kind of I think that's going to come back and bite them in the butt. The whole making the fully funded oh, sure. statement in August because oh sure well, yeah why would anybody want to give you money if you're fully funded you know what yeah support you why you're fully funded and if you're fully funded then why are these features not in the game right right, right. so you say you need an animation artist well what are you talking about you're fully funded so why didn't you buy one why didn't you buy yourself an animator if you're you fully funded? Because you're mean, not fully funded if you can't afford an animator, right? Yeah. This is like in the same ballpark of like Titan Reach because they were like, we're going to be funded to completion. Then I didn't even, it wasn't even honest. Like, you know, yeah. you, you got to, it's it, what you say, like how you communicate yourself to, you know, your community, to potential backers, to uh, potential consumers. Like that stuff's important because you're going to be held accountable for that. And um, speaking of accountability and being held to accountability here, um, do you know what uh, crossed my feed recently that I just felt a little warm and fuzzy inside? What? Well, you, you remember the yeah, games? Yeah. You know, you know the game splainers, uh, Gamigo. Yeah. Oh. Well. Gamigo got hit with layoffs impacting Rift Trove and more. It's like 150 people, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I'm looking at the article. It was a significant number of people. I can't. I don't. I've got it. It's in one of the. I've got to trail off and down the rabbit hole. But yeah, there was definitely um, on the Rift Discord said it's with it. This one was from uh, Vilia. Um, which is one of the, I forget exactly what the role was. I think it was one of the developers or community people. Uh, it was a, with a heavy heart that I must inform you that I am no longer with Gamigo. It's been a pleasure getting to know you all. I, I don't feel bad about seeing stuff like this. It's unfortunate for the games because people do play those and everything. But Gamigo is one of those companies that I uh, would love to see no longer doing business. Um sketchy effort. yeah similar uh cacao games i mean good old arc world right arc world is uh the new new way to monetize arcade yet again xl yeah. games are like xl games that's not the current people i'm like yes it is <laughs> smart move though uh, how you know like it's 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 dirty but also you gotta also sometimes respect the the art of the skeeve, right? Like you sometimes just gotta step back and be like, okay, I see what you're doing, but how many times, man? Not, not a bad tactic, I gotta say. You still, I mean, <laughs> let's be real. Like, I don't I, I look at it as the game now because this is just wherever the game has been, right? 
yeah, exploitive things have happened to the community. <laughs> Every iteration, every relaunch, every version has come down to people getting, getting, getting ripped, man. Yeah, just straight up lying, right? Lying like, and scummy things. Straight up, like just telling a bald faced lie. <laughs> like, yeah. Not and then not even like ever nope. addressing it. Like, no. Nope. Oh well. They'll That's in the past, but day. check out the new version of the game. We think you'll love it. We know you want it. No, NFTs no. in Arc Age, anybody? Let's do it. Blockchain. <laughs> you know it's a new thing. Any new way to relaunch a game to get money off the same thing, it is the game's legacy now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. It, it's their legacy. That's who they are now. Was there a hope for a game like Arc Age 2? At this point, like if they launch Arcade Two and yeah, Unreal Engine Five, it. like they're it's gonna, gonna it. it's gonna be another X amount of years, almost ten years or something, right? Of re, re-, re- wait for the new generation of to not know who they are and then yeah. relaunch it again. Oh, it's man. a hilarious tactic, but Jeez, hey. dude, <laughs> like Grand well, Pappy's gonna be are- like, no, it's the same guys, and they're like, what? <laughs> but new people are born every day, guys. There's always fresh meat. Oh my gosh, if that's not true. (laughs) Unbelievable. And I I do want to say something about Pantheon, right? Like I I, I've gotta I gotta make the same statement here. And and anybody who's watching this and listening to me, please try to do it with an objective perspective and 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 hear me out here because this is it it, this feels like the tribalism and gaming thing. Yeah, granted does have tribalism problems. I'm gonna go ahead and say that out loud. It, what you Big say Pantheon time. does? Pantheon does, yeah. Holy shit, is it strong with that game? Stronger than I've ever felt it in any other MMO that I've played thus far. I agree. I agree. I I'll did. say that's a carryover from the Vanguard days because it Vanguard so? was so it fucking is. bad, dude. The, the, the Reddit the, is the pinnacle of it, bad. too. Holy yeah. fuck. Oh, you wait a minute. Hold up. Oh, that the is Pantheon, a whole nother Wait a minute, level. wait a minute, wait a minute. The Pantheon community does not accept the Pantheon Reddit fair. community as part of us. Right. Uh, everybody it's knows. Fair, fair, fair. fair. There's, there's the community it, that surrounds, you know, like you know, the developers, obvious. me, Bazgrim. Those yes. are not the Reddit people. Right. I, I'm going to say, and I'm, I'm going there, right? Because this, I'm, I'm mentioning it, not yep. because it's under the blanket of Pantheon, but because when we talk about community and tribalism and gaming, this is a perfect example of exactly what can hurt a game. And I've said this about Ashes in the past, so it's not a unbiased or whatever. It, I'm, I'm hitting it fair here, right? Sure. If you they they are so judgy about like things there. Like not everybody, but like the mods aren't even fair in their uh, their delivering of the rules. I was like, wow, this is like the worst I've ever seen on Reddit from a community. And to be fair, I don't dig into Reddit a lot, but I saw that. And then it's kind of like it. It's like this sort of thing, right? If you drop a hammer on people who share a different opinion than yours, or you don't deem as okay by you and then you hammer them and you're delivering toxic 
like art like statements to people and then the mods even reinforce it and then double down on it like theirs did yo this is bad for your game homies because yeah. you're talking about somebody look i'm using myself as a reference who actually was like really interested in the game who now as a result of that kind of interactions like maybe i kind of don't want to invest as much of my time in this because this feels like shit so if i can jump in real quick Sam. sure this is exactly the reason why i have not made any pantheon yeah. videos because i was their number one first community manager back when they were coming out of kickstarter and i ran the team of community managers on their website and i had to deal with some of the most psychotic like people i've ever had to deal with because on the one hand you've got the fanatics who love brad mcquade and everything he touches is perfect on the other hand you got all the people who are pissed off about all the stuff that happened with vanguard and so they blame him for their mom's death and their dad getting cancer and and everything else and so and and there's a whole range of of emotions in between those two extremes and trying to be the community manager for all of that while at the same time dealing with investors who were getting pissed off at brad because he wasn't answering Mm-hmm. He wasn't on the forums and he wasn't answering phone calls and stuff. I I was only there for a few months and that was the tip of the iceberg for me. And I've always looked at that and said, I don't think I'm ever going to cover that game on my YouTube channel, despite the fact that I am looking forward to the game because of the type of people I know are around that. Not uh, not everyone. No, it's Bazerman. absolutely not everybody. Yeah, yeah no, there's, there's a, a lot big of split. Yeah, yeah. There's there's, there's a some big really split. good people. Like the Pantheon Plus community is a really good example of, of stand up people who are all sure. about you know representing the good side of Pantheon. But then there's the rabid other side, who I just don't want to be associated with, and I don't want my videos to be trolled by those people, and I don't want to deal with downvotes yeah. and idiots and all that other stuff. Because I remember back in the Vanguard days, uh, the Vanguard alpha and beta forums were quite possibly some of the most toxic forums I have ever seen in all my years of the internet. Because if you ever came to those forums and you talked about any game other than like EverQuest, if you were playing World of Warcraft or you were playing EverQuest 2, or you you were like the devil. Like you were like that the, the fucking hounds would descend on you and just shred you to pieces because you weren't the golden boy who was there to praise you know, all the things that was to be done with Vanguard, if you had any sort of critiquing to be made, you were immediately labeled this this bad person. And that's not that's not healthy. Uh, it's not, not entirely true either. No. Yeah. I mean, in, I'm, I'm sorry. I had to make a joke there. You, no, that, and that is very bad for community, right? Yeah. Uh, because people should be able to come from anywhere. Uh, I, but let me explain why this happened. I actually know the history here. Uh, so first of all, the Reddit story, to sum it all up real quick and neat, is that uh, the uh, community manager currently for Pantheon used to run the Reddit mm-hmm. uh, himself? He was he was there to as a moderator and kind of held it together and etc. He finally felt that as Pantheon was getting to that point development where that felt like that wasn't, um, it felt kind of dirty. Like we shouldn't be running our you know let the community handle their own you know. So then it got passed on to the moderators that were existing and. Um, Immediately, dude, it went. I mean, the day that he left, it turned into a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, because they were just allowing some things, but cracking down on other things. And you can actually look Super it up biased. on that day. You can look up my post on there where I said, I'm out. Goodbye. 
uh, the developers are gone and you guys are doing crazy stuff and you're you're choosing who gets mm-hmm. away with bending the rules and who doesn't. I'm out. Yeah. Goodbye. And you're determining. And the mods yeah. fought with me about it. Like, yeah. Some the, of them the mods. Some of them nice. Yep. Uh, but I was just like, I'm out. Goodbye. Yep. Like, you won't miss me. Who cares? Right. Um, yeah. And and I've made fun of them ever since. I've, I've yeah. you know every chance I get to mention the Reddit, I'm, I I make fun of them because it's so bad and it's so toxic and it, and I'm I'm embarrassed by it. Right? It, it's, um, yeah. It's it's I feel embarrassed for the Pantheon community because of that. Reddit, it doesn't represent honest. us. And I want to also yeah. say I want to also say that the community, besides the the Reddit people, um, oh. is so good that I've made mm. more friends waiting for Pantheon to come out from the Pantheon community that I've ever made in all the other MMOs I've played in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's just so many good people that just want a good MMO that is nerdy and like D&D and just, you know, et cetera. Um, but let me explain what happened to these Reddit people because I know why they're like that, or at least I believe they got I some do. bias for sure. Like they have an agenda there. This is what happens yeah. when you play the same game for 20 freaking years and that and you will not go out of that zone to try something else or wrap your mind around you might have fun with something else even though it's not like Brad McQuaid's EverQuest, right? Some of these people literally have played the classic versions of EverQuest through P99, etc., Ever since then, right? Like, just we can't even imagine how twisted mm. that would create you into a human being to play a class, not an evolving, but a classic version of a game made in 1999, and that that is it, and there's nothing else. And screw your opinion, right? If you don't agree with me, you're a fool. I mean, that's why. That's what happens. Yeah. And one and, you know, and the thing is, is uh, I think for me, it was uh, and I'm, I'm going to share one other thing related to Pantheon. I think this isn't really good either. And uh, again, it's the same criticisms I've given for Ashes. Daedalus knows I've made criticisms equally mm-hmm. as as passionately about Ashes. So this isn't because uh, sometimes I make a reference about Ashes in a Pantheon video. And if it is in some way. Or really any other game, it's like, oh, you're saying your game is better than ours. That's like the immediate sort of like responsive reaction that you get. And it's like you all aren't listening. You're you're not listening. And and look, there are people that have their biases or whatever. But the one thing it was like was I, I was like I posted to Twitter and this is something I don't think Pantheon Pantheon has the fallen. I'm talking to you if you hear this. This is not a good choice, right? I went and I posted, Nathan, you know about this, right? Because I, I, I linked know. it to, this was the thing I'm, where, is it, is it niche or not, right? This isn't oh, sure. like, this is a conversation that is, uh, this is something they talk about. This is something sure. other people have talked about. And and it's it's a valid conversation, right? And in having that conversation, they responded to me saying, we're going to answer you and Pantheon's not niche, it's not a good choice to go make that determination when you kind of can't be the one to do that. Like that's going to yeah. come as a result of the game launching. Same for ashes, by the way, I yeah. said the same yeah. thing about ashes. Ashes could be niche, 
for all yeah. we know. It could so have only appeal to specific people. What so if they, it have, yeah. The better wording would have been to say we're not designing our game to be niche. Exactly. Uh, so you got to understand that Pantheon is fighting that. That's a very that yeah. is a very uh, intrusive thing because of mm-hmm. so many people want it to be. Right. Yeah. So they're trying to make it clear like this is not designed to be niche, guys. Um, right. We're not trying to only appease people that have played ni- uh, P99 for the past 20 years. Right. We're trying to, this is what, this is literally Pantheon's design document that Brad McQuaid made was based on this. What mm-hmm. would have happened if World of Warcraft would have never existed? Right. And we would have continued to evolve from EverQuest. And not started over and everybody evolving for Mortal Warcraft, right? Not what would it be in 2004, but what would it have turned into now, right? So that was what he that that's what he set out to do. He thought like there's been these several innovations, but they're moving in these weird directions. Mm. Where would it have moved for immersion and for uh, you know, uh, player experience if the, if we would have stayed focused on those were the most important aspects. So a lot of people just thought, oh, we're getting another Vanguard or we're getting another right. Everglade. So, yeah, they could answer that better. But that's that is a common battle they fight because people in their own community are like very like, oh, it's Everglades with good graphics. Right. Yeah, it felt like it felt it's like not. it had a bit of it. It felt like it had a, it was like a little bit emotionally charged by somebody because you don't respond that way if you're being like kind of diplomatic it's like it felt like a bit of a trigger point right and to be fair i want to say this too right i still enjoy the videos i do around pantheon and i'm still going to continue doing them and uh the majority of the people that actually chime in on the videos are actually you know there's some really good topics there there's some people that chime in with like like real talk, like some really well thought out responses, like oh, some yeah. objective perspective, constructive feedback, thoughts around the game. To those homies, like rock on, y'all rock, right? To to the, those of you that are tribalist as fuck, you guys suck. You're bad for the genre, homies, because you're the ones that are out there saying this game sucks because it's not my game. And if you come into my game and you don't agree with everything that we dictate the games about, then we don't want you here. You see it happen all the time. Yeah. Those people won't last long when the game launches either, because let me tell you something, Mm -hmm. it's not P99 at all. Right. Mm -hmm. So the second the game launches, it won't take them long to realize. And they're going to go running back and playing P99, which is fine, Mm -hmm. which is fine. You know, yeah, you know what? You know. Nothing could ever drag them away from that. You know what I mean? Like, what could a company do? Like, why would a company even invest money to capture that small of an audience? Right. Right? Like, come um, on. Yeah, you know, you know what else is bad for the genre, in my opinion? Shower juice. <laughs> for no, the genre but, or like yeah, the, the normal the human genre. consumption? Are we both. I guess it's both, right? It's kind of cute. Oh, right. right. I mean, okay, dude, it's I mean, okay. wait, it's salty tear juice. What was it? Hold on. What was the what was the poll? Damn it. Let me let me look at the poll. Oh, burning sensation one. So I feel oh, vindicated nice. right oh, now. Eighty three percent. That was Daedalus's idea. Salty nice. tears. No white November yeah. did. Man, I thought for sure. <laughs> that is that is an interesting. Well, okay, friends. There's that curious well new world man oh my gosh we've talked about it's okay day this will be okay the game i never played and i'm very happy about not playing 
Amazon Game Maybe Studio Head. <laughs> Amazon Game Studio Head stepped down for focus on family. I mean, that's cool. I don't really think I fully buy that, but I guess it's a good time to duck out when you've had yeah. ninety five when you've had ninety five percent of your player base bail. Yeah, just move on to the next project. Take sick, take a six month sabbatical, let it wash mm. over, let your name fade off into the background, and then you can come back and be like, Yeah, I've worked for Amazon, I've worked for Blizzard, I've worked for Heroness, and you go off and you work on the next project. It's yeah, you just it is what it is. Seven One, point fun on your resume and you're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> that one project that you just kind of yeah, I worked on that thing that one time you know uh, everybody's a lot of failure too in, in life um, you know totally help yeah. you fail New World's yeah. one of those games along with Arcage that makes me feel very happy that games like you know Ash as a Creation and Pantheon are even in development yeah and let me tell you something real quick I've said it before but I'm going to say it again because I'm even more firm. I'm even more firm believer. I knew I would do this. I I, I have to, right? Okay. Even if no matter what, I would have to do this. Yeah. But let me just say, dude, after I saw that character creator, <laughs> I, I have a little more body into Ashley Crazy. I gotta say, really? That art, dude, <laughs> oh, the art shit. just looks so good, you know? Like it looks so good. I was like, dude, not polished, I would, bro. I would play this game. Just I know that it's got good systems in it. I know it's unique and they're doing new things and yada yada. But honestly, I will play this game just because the polish and the the artwork. I mean, it just looks it looks good. It, it looks does. really good. Uh, as an MMORPG uh, gamer, didn't that just feel like refreshing? It felt so good. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I've always said about Ashes, and 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 that's not to say that I haven't had criticisms, because you know, Sim and I have done yeah, yeah. You know, many podcasts yep. over the years, and not all of them were like, you know, we love everything that's going on, no. right? I mean, we we've all had constructive feedback, but I can I can tell you, like, out of like any game that I've ever like been a part of a community on, it just it just hits all the feels, man. It has heart, right? And I've been in other communities that have had heart, right? And other True. games that have had heart, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're playing City of Heroes Homecoming right now. I mean, that has Good heart, time, right? And I've I've been in other games where I've been a part. I felt like I was part of something greater mm-hmm. and something innovative, and that's consistently what I feel about Ashes of Creation. Again, that doesn't mean that they're perfect and they walk on water and all of that. But there's just so much heart, and and the fact that they are not beholden to investors, yeah, and they're they're taking very like wholeheartedly, we're gonna get this out when it's done, when it's of a quality that we feel proud of. It it just it reinforces that good feeling because Agreed. we've had so many companies that have been great for so long, and all of a sudden they just buy into the same, you know gotta make money bullshit that happens with it's happening in the industry now everywhere pull out crap products i mean i wouldn't say everything that amazon does creatively has no soul but a lot of the stuff that i've really been like oh man i can't wait to play this or i can't wait to watch this and it's such a letdown it just makes me feel bad as a gamer as an audience member to invest so much in something and it not even get close to the mark because not everything's going to live up to expectations 100% of the time. 
but it should at least give you something better than average. And I just haven't had that that feeling with New World, right? It you know I, it was something to play for a while. It was something I invested a lot of time in, and I'm like, you know what? It's going to get better. They're going to improve things, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I know they're trying to bring it back, but I mean, 400 plus hours in that game, and I just I guess got so bogged down in all the things that didn't go well or that weren't quality controlled that yeah. I just I just couldn't support it even though there wasn't any monthly like commitment it was literally like a one and done and there was cosmetics and whatnot I still just like I don't I don't want to invest my time in this anymore it just yeah. didn't feel like the right and best use of my time and trust me I've I've had a lifetime of, you know, games that I really am passionate about, no lifing the shit out of them. True yeah. story. I definitely did that for a, a while with with New World, but after a while it's like it just felt like the returns were more and more diminishing over time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean 30 hours, that was it. I yeah. played it for I don't know, 150 or so. Um Damn. But, but I played it a lot. One um, hour in the I, alpha boys, that was it for me. And I never never I got ever my came money's back. worth. I got my money's worth. I don't feel ripped off. Um, I don't either. I knew I wasn't going to play it forever. I knew that, like, I had some fun with it. There was a lot of really cool, really high-quality things. Uh, I just knew immediately, though, uh, even from, you know, when we played it in its whatever early access state, Mm -hmm. I knew that I was like, no, this isn't my MMO, right? But it's a fun distraction, you know? Um, It seemed like, you know, Amazon was going to go for quality. And I still think they intended to go for quality, but you know, let's give yeah. them a break. It's it's just Amazon, you know, it's just a small little studio trying to do their best, you know. <laughs> so that's why they don't get a break, right? Exactly. That's why they don't get a break. It's freaking Amazon fix your shit. Like, come on. You're yeah. Amazon. You should be able to call down the 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 greatest developers of all time to assist you I, in it. I mean, it's right? a, it's a great example of why money doesn't buy everything. It doesn't buy passion. It doesn't it doesn't buy the it soul. It should man. be able to, though. That's what gets them <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. That, like, I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> but you can afford to buy a guy with a lot of passion. You can, Amazon. You can afford to buy that guy. Is this going really to be this going to be the description to text for your next shower juice? <laughs> hey, description text. There could be lore. There could be lore to what, what, what I did that day, right? So that the person has their whatever they do with it, they can read the lore and be like, oh, I got a little hint. I got a little hint that maybe he had burned something today. Take a little bit, of, a little bit of ashes. A little bit of ashes, right? <laughs> Dude, you know what game is getting uh, getting a bit of a roadmap? We haven't talked about a while. Crowfall. Does it exist? It still exists, man. They've monumental company. Yeah, they're apparently developing a, a new. They're promising a long term roadmap. So there wasn't a lot in this discussion, but it's still out there. I mean, Monumental is the the company that essentially bought them, right? And I don't know, man, I, I still stand where I did before. And I'm, I'm I'm I will wait to see when we get there, I guess, because I don't really feel all that hopeful. 
about it until I see evidence that supports that there's progress in the ways I think probably are going to be meaningful. And there's other games that are doing what it's doing, but that's all, that's the only thing it's doing really. So it's like it, I mean, that's a really great example of being super niche, right? Like this is the, the ex- very specific thing that we have to offer and there's not really anything else you could do. And that thing that we have to offer isn't really all that great anyway. So, you know, they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to, they're going to have to think outside the box, I think, to get this game to really thrive. So, um, okay. Before we move on, while we're speaking of, uh, some of the more obscure titles out there. Yeah. Recently I've been playing project Gorgon and that game. I didn't like it so much when it came out, I was like, nah, it's kind of quirky. I'm not really into this. Um, been playing it recently. They've done a lot of work to the game in the past whatever year and a half since I last played it. And you know what? That is a good game now. It is a really Come solid. It looks pretty good. I mean, it's not like going to blow your socks off. Box but cost, looks, right? Just box cost? Yeah, just box cost. They have yeah. a VIP program you can sign up, but like the, what you get for it is very minuscule. Okay. Um, it's, it's really more of like we want to support the game, so I'll give you some money per month. Um, Buy the game, start playing. It's twenty bucks or something. Twenty five is cheap, uh, and, and um, I'm telling you, man, uh, if you like old school games, right? If you like the old school EverQuest, etc., mm-hmm. it didn't feel that neat. It didn't feel that kind of. It didn't scratch that itch back when it launched for me and a lot of other people. But it might be worth checking out again, especially if you already bought it. Uh, log back on, see what you think. Now it's we had a lot of fun playing it. We're gonna be playing every Tuesday night for a while. Nice man, yeah. Um, Okay. I actually know one of the guys who works on that game too, and I'm trying to find yeah. my text messages with him. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he and I have talked a few times. It's come a long way. I know last time I played it was like three years ago, um, and it was still just kind of – the performance was still really bad three oh, yeah. years ago. performance is awesome now. Okay. Yeah, because it used to be get into the main town. If there was more than 15, 20 people in that main town, it was dropping to single frames didn't matter what system you had. So it sounds like they've made... And it looked bad, too. Yeah, it looks like they've made some Avatar updates and stuff, so... Yeah, it looks pretty good. Oh, man. So many games just want to offer you a cheap thrill, man. Short-lived cheap thrill. Um, You know, PlayStation Plus Mm. is stepping up to Xbox, isn't it? It's not enough, it but it's a good step it's, in the right direction. It, it is, man. It's but it's a lot of stuff. What they got to offer, though, on PlayStation Originals, True. PS2 Originals, that could be a game changer. And they didn't release. They did some sneakier. Did you guys notice that what? they have they have three tier packages, but then there's a fourth one that's like they're like we're still working on this one. But the fourth one, you actually download the game, right? So you don't have to stream off the cloud, which I'm more mm. inter- interested in that. Like this, I get you this on that. streaming my game stuff. I'm sorry, dude. No, 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 no. no. I'm used to very low input lag. You know, like I, I don't like it when I can feel the input lag. I don't care how much I love that game. I feel the input lag and I'm just like, eh, I know this isn't what I remember and I don't want to mm. play it. So um, that's that one they didn't really surprise for. That's the one I'm most interested in. Uh, because mm-hmm. if they throw down some hot titles from the classic old days, they might just drag in a lot of people. Dude. Oh, my God. You know a game on Sony? This is a complete sidestep that they need to. They're going to remake. Could, this is probably like uh, one of those games that not tons of people know about. My brothers and I love playing it. 
And it was great. I remember there's this quote off of it. You're free to sever the chains of fate that bind you. And I always loved that back in the day. Does that resonate for anybody? Anybody know where I'm going with this? Legend Legend of Dragoon, man. Yeah, I know. That was was such a good title. And I How did Tony let that just go? Exactly. That's my point. Along there with the Legacy of Kane series. It's one of those games where it just kind of it was allowed to slide under the radar despite the fact that it was just a very good game. Beloved too. There's a a big fan base behind Legend of Dragoon. Totally. I've actually got this, um, you know, like I was doing some collector day stuff for a while there. Where I was buying titles, old titles, old games, and I would purchase them and, you know, like put them up on a shelf and stuff. And I would sometimes get figures too, right? And I got like this action figure from Legend of Dragoon. It was the female black character, dark hair, uh, black haired character or whatever, head yeah. swords or whatever. I forget her name yeah. off the rip right now. But I have like that. And I, I had that like along with some of my old like Star Trek ones or whatever because you can pick them up kind of cheap sometimes somewhere um and i was like man this game man i I don't it'll probably never happen but a like actual remake or even like a hd version a facelift would god that would be nice even just have that just cleaned up and put up on their store ah because they're gonna offer 700 plus titles for the you know playstation plus or whatever i mean it's like like renfell said it's not really a not where step in the right direction i mean it's 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 a pretty big step i'm I'm a big fan i'm a i did a video about this the other day because i'm a huge playstation fan i love my ps4 the only reason i went with the xbox for the next generation is because i couldn't get my hands on a on a ps5 digital right the xbox three the xbox series x was available at christmas time and i said screw it i'm buying it and i've been extremely happy with that and I've come to love Xbox Game Pass Ultimate because holy mm. butt crap for like 15, 16 bucks a month, I get a ton of stuff uh, between PC and Xbox. Then um, there are some perks to Sony. Like the one I saw in there was you get there's uh, timed game trials. If you're at the I think it's the $18 a month tier, which is like the ultimate. Um, they don't call it ultimate. It's something else. But mm-hmm. part of what you get with that is um, timed game. um trials if that's for every game that comes out would it be awesome um yeah i don't they don't state though if it's going to be for every game that's coming out on the playstation or not because if that's the case you give me two hours with every game before i'm forced to drop 70 bucks on it that's actually going to be a comparable offer to what microsoft has because i'm getting free content if, if, if that makes sense or the ability to test games you know, download it, try it for two hours, see if I might like it or might not like it. Because I'll tell you what, like games with Game Pass, there are a lot of games. I'll download them. I'll try them for two or three hours. And then I'm like, yeah, no, thanks. Like, yeah, the one I'm doing right now is called The Ascent. Like it had a really good aesthetic. It looked like Blade Runner from the artwork. The music's really awesome. I'm like two hours into the gameplay and I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. Like even watching videos, it looked kind of fun. Playing it, though, is another thing entirely because I just don't like the combat. And I don't like the way the combat mechanics work at all. So for me, it's mm. like I think I just kind of got to a point today where I redid a fight four times in a row. And I finally just was like, nope. And I shut the Xbox off and was like, I think I'm just deleting that game because it was yeah. free. But you yeah, get those no sometimes, fun, you know? man. Yeah, yeah, I'm there with you on that game, too. I had the same reaction. You also saw that Zelda being delayed. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 being delayed till 2023. 
I love the way they do their videos, though, because he got up in front of the camera and he's in his suit and he's very proper. Always. And he's just like he's apologizing while at the same time, you know, it, you know, we're doing this to make the game better. Yeah. And they don't talk about all the other things that other companies would say. Right. Other companies would come at me. We're doing this because we don't want our workers to have to deal with crunch and all this. He's just very straightforward, very short message. We want to make the best game possible. We need some more time to make it happen. We're going to delay it till next year. Thank you so much. And moved on, you know, and it was like, I wish all game studios could take a cue from Nintendo about uh, true. don't release it till it's fucking ready. Yeah. Yeah, or like Final Fantasy fourteen to the devs, you know. Like yeah, there's I, something about their work ethic in the in the you know. Yeah, I agree. Nintendo releases games that are ready. However, guys, <laughs> there is something nefarious going on here. I'm telling you Talk guys. Talk about it. What is it? They've done it before. They've done it the past two times, right? We're waiting for this new Zelda game and it gets delayed. And we don't know nothing about nothing yet. We just know Zelda got delayed. And we're like, oh, man, that's okay. It'll be awesome when it comes out. And then the real reason it was delayed not, it was actually because they got a new system coming out. And they want it to be a launch title. Oh, they so have true. really good success they did with Zelda that with being Breath a launch the title. They did Breath of the they Wild. They did. did it with Twilight Princess, they too. They did. You're right, dude. They did on both. They're, about, they're doing it again, which is smart. That's fine, right? Yeah. That's okay. But uh, that's what it is, guys. I'm telling you, telling you, they've I, had too much success with this launching with the Zelda title. That I, it's worked both times. I believe you, dude. I, I, Wait, I agree. I'm my money for that, then. Only one system launched without a Zelda recently, and that was the Wii U, and it was a failure. They will not launch later. their new system, and it's about time, right? So the, so the Switch is at that point in its life where it's realistically a powerful PS3. Just a little bit more powerful than the PS3. Yeah. Well, now the PS5's out, right? Like Nintendo's cool with being a generation behind. They're not cool with being two behind. Right. Because now it's getting to a point where, like, okay, developers are going to have to abandon us. Regardless of how many are sitting around, how many people own them, we're falling behind. It's time for whatever. And you know what I hope they do? I hope mm. they call it the Super Switch. Time to go back. <laughs> Glory days. Oh, the Super Switch. And call it the Super Switch. <laughs> do it, Nintendo. Hope they call it the Super Switch. I hope they do. And it's backwards compatible oh, with Switch. Oh, my God, dude. And, but when you play it now, you get, you know, you get some 4K, even when playing it on uh, your handheld, you know. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. We need it, dude. Oh, we got a couple things left in the show, y'all couple nerdy things but Baldur's Gate 3 so that there was that article that was shared about uh was a Baldur's Gate 3 team basically is 10 times bigger than when they made original sin it went from 40 people Shit. to 400 people for the new game and 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 Damn, they've dude. spun up multiple studios it's pretty I don't think this is why. And by the way, now now that I'm in my new office, we totally are going to have to start thinking about and scheduling mm, a Baldur's Gate three about live this. stream event that we're all yes. going to participate in at you some tell point. Tell the list about this, yeah, too. It, it's it's going to have to happen because oh, I'm telling you, even the early access right now, it's 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 one of the, and they even say mm. it in that article, like they are building the the ultimate video game edition of fifth edition rules like it is the ultimate video game version of fifth edition rules like there's not any other project on the market that even comes close nope. i will say that celasta was uh. pretty damn good like 
I actually think that Celasta was a better game than Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous, just from a rules perspective. It was the storyline was very short and compact, but from a rules perspective, Celasta, if you've not played Celasta, please go play that game. So good. It is so fucking good from a on Game Pass. Is it really? Is it really? Yeah. Damn. What? That's that's a that's an amazing game. But Baldur's Gate 3 is it's and and the fact that they're able to pull it off is what has blown my mind so far. It's like it's it's not a company Lars is not going to let them fuck up. Um, no, dude. Like mm. it's it's they're they're on the right right path for sure. Oh man, dude. That 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 game studio has been kicking ass. But you know what you were actually talking about too with uh Nintendo was it brought it reminded me of this was uh I saw an article in the past weeks. I've kind of been taking a bit of a break the past week from like really covering a tons of game stuff because health things I've had to address or whatever. So basically not been able to be as energized as my normal self. So it kind of blows, but I was uh Looking at something, I was like, you know, getting suggested online on the on my phone. It was like, hey, did you check out this article? And it was basically talking about how from software employees, I guess they were just like being crunched really hard, like to get that out. So there's definitely there's definitely something to that. You know, you don't really get I don't know that I've I can remember ever seeing articles around that with Nintendo. No, well, I'm trying well, to think of it. I Japan don't. has a culture, though. Of yeah, they do. Like, it's yeah, fair. They do. It's fair. They do. You know, so they'll, they'll, they'll go out and do their little exercises together on the rooftop and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because they're there so much. Um, True. So, and, and, the, and the culture of Nintendo. So you got that culture already in your country. And then yeah, Nintendo has a very, like, respectable you, it's a good paying job. Um, you know, I'm sure that they do things where they alternate crews and things where it's like, Hey, you've really been crunching for the past two years. So we're going to give you like three months, four months off. I could see things like that. And there's, there's a reason why there's not people leaving Nintendo and complaining. So there is something they're doing. I just something made up there. that by the way. What I well, just said, I made that up. I'm just saying there's something that they're doing that makes people cultural culture wise too, uh, Japan is not known for being a bunch of whiny little bitches like yeah, the they're Americans. Not. Yeah, um, they're not. Yeah, like you said, old school, I think is a fact. good way to approach it too. I love Daedalus' face when I said that. It's a fact. Right? You know You're not wrong. <laughs> so the this one was something I think that Renfield might have linked this one talking about there's a there's evidence that a script exists for a new stargate stargate Ooh, yeah that's the uh, yeah Brad Wright. Uh, that's that's but my favorite was um why am i blanking his name the the he's on twitter i follow him on facebook he does the tech bandit <laughs> streams he played mckay on uh uh anyway his his response was he removed it and put his own name in there so like if the show was going to be about his doctor character um <laughs> I, I think it's 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 interesting news at the very least. Obviously, we still don't know if if yeah. it's going to get picked up for a run or not. Um, oh. it, it it would or have Amazon to be. Amazon does something terrible. With That's it. what I'm worried about, dude. <laughs> they've well, got a war lately too. They picked that one up, and I'm like, oh fuck, man. From what I understand about Star Trek, Star uh, Stargate is that it's it would be set 
from the script. I think it says it in that article. It might be somewhere else that I read this. It's going to be set in modern times. Mm-hmm. People know about the Stargate program now, so it's not a hidden thing underneath Cheyenne Mountain anymore. Nice. It's it's everyone knows and, and the repercussions of that. So it would be interesting to see how they think they can go with that. Obviously, they've also said that if they do it, they'd like to have some of the um, alumni from the original yeah. shows come back in cameo appearances. I'm sure you'll see Anderson coming back, you know, and other guys and and in an admiral capacity or something and having like a cameo in the first episode. Cause they want to get all the viewers in. Yeah. Um, eh, it's making in. me want to go back and watch Stargate. Again. Oh, tie in yeah. all of them too, man. Go grab universe, grab all, grab all that stuff, man. Just tie them all in. They were all good in their own right, man. In my opinion, I, oh, I really yeah. do. I, I do agree. think so. Um, speaking of universes, since we're winding down shortly here, uh, mass effect. Ooh, you saw that that was you renfell what what did i post about my oh K- casey's mm-hmm. uh, working on a new game yeah uh with a new studio and it the screenshots look very mass effecty um yeah mm-hmm. agreed yeah I'm, I'm i'm tentatively hopeful about that one because mm-hmm. he does have a track record of producing good games and the fact that he's doing it somewhere else suggests he went there so that he could have the creative freedom to make the game that he wanted to make as opposed to being beholden to EA. Right. Um, who's going to force them to do things a, a certain way. Um, the images do look good. You get, products, you get products when you do that, like uh, Andromeda. That's, that's to what be fair. To be fair, though, I actually <laughs> liked Andromeda. I've played it through three times. There, there were some hiccups. It launched in a buggy state. It yeah. had some issues when it launched. But story-wise, I thought it was as good as all the other ones. The gameplay was fun. It was just the buggy launch, I think, was what yeah, took it I, down. I felt like the characters weren't up to snuff. Uh, comparative to Shepard. And I know that's a tall order. I mm, get it. Yeah, But, you know, I, I Shepard was such a good foundation to start with uh for the very first mass effect game which yeah i hate to say it but that was the worst of those trilogy it really was the first really one was. was the worst one second some one was pretty the, good some people say the third but come on that's just because it's not about two, the ending two, um, two, was the <laughs> two was the best two was the best uh no doubt but the third one was a really good game. Like, yeah, it's really you know, polished too. By that get over too. your salty tears of the endings you i get it tears. i get it but come on it was uh. a good game but the first one was way more RPG, so I have played that one the most. Um, but then you go and you play Mass Effect 2 or 3, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is definitely the improvement of, of what they started. But it started with such a, like, it felt like Shepard was you, right? It really felt like you yeah. you and you could inject yourself in Shepard. And I felt like with Andromeda, not so much. Like, these were the people, and you're just along for their ride. and And so... I think that was the main issue, like with Andromeda. I wasn't invested in those. I wasn't interested in seeing what continues uh, with with those characters. Um, it just wasn't as good of a story. It just wasn't written as well. Yeah, yeah. I would agree there because I, I I I was so hyped for that game. I bought I like got it like immediately. I think it was on whatever my Origin Pass mm-hmm. or what what have you. And I played yeah, I that through, working. and I have tried. I've like I've I've left it for months, years. I've gone back. I'm like you know maybe I'm just need a, a fresh set of eyes to it. 
I always stop at the same exact point in the game because I'm like, I just can't take this. And Kalen said it better than I could. And the characters are just bland. There's no real chemistry. Like, you know, Nathan, you you also said it really well about you just feel like Shepard, no matter like like how like whether you're like you're, you know, you create a male Shep or a femme Shep. It doesn't matter. You feel invested in the story. You feel invested in the characters, like even the side quests. You just you get very emotional over it because you have some sort of connection where I just still felt like there was this. They were trying, definitely, and it was, like, mechanically very fun. And I actually played the multiplayer in that more than I played the main game. Because I thought the combat was fun. Right. Yeah. But it just didn't feel like it had a soul. And, yeah. and it just it just felt like it was like, oh, let's just throw something Mass Effect out there to make some money. And it just didn't feel like there was mm. that quality there. Remember, remember when in Mass Effect Two, I'm pretty sure I'm not getting this mixed up. In Mass Effect Two, you had to go back to the council, and they kind of like grilled you for all the decisions you made. Um, I remember the first time when that when Mass Effect Two came out in the 360, and I was playing it. I remember like screaming at the TV, like. You fools! You're going to destroy the universe, you idiots! And you're babbling on about this crazy bureaucratic bullcrap. Like, I was so invested <laughs> that, like, I was genuinely, like, pissed at the council, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there's it's hard to create that. I get it. But a good writer can do that, right? A good writer and some good devs to, like, program in these decisions that make those kind of culminations come into uh, I wanted to not say the word effect, but you know they come into effect like that's super, that's top notch. That makes your game legendary. Ma- the Mass Effect trilogy will go down in history as a legendary series. Andromeda won't. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> dude. Done. I, I remember that same point in the game where I was also <laughs> very invested too. That and and whenever like characters get seriously hurt or or die you're like you you feel it and i it's yeah. very rare that i get that connected with a game or a universe and mass effect just did that so that's why i was really so hyped for andromeda because i was thinking okay well you've you've got the formula let's let's go nuts and it's it's not that easy they they proved that yeah that true. you know they they had all all the like i said they had all the technicals down you know either i mean like mm-hmm. once they worked out the bugs clearly but but they didn't have the soul down, and that's something you just really hard to capture. Yeah, and I think they fixed it, but at launch, those facial expressions were freaking yeah. god awful, uh, like meme quality. Um, <laughs> pretty bad. You know what I'm looking forward to right now? What's that? Community day tomorrow. Here in the community, we're gonna be doing uh, City Heroes again, and I got a plan, dateless. We're gonna do community night tomorrow. Here with everybody, we're going to go do that second zone area, kick some kick some ass, do some stuff in there. And then I think next week on Friday, next community night, we're going to flip it over and do the villain side for a bit. That's what's up. Ooh, a change yeah. of pace. Yeah, it's been fun. That game, I mean, it's an older game, but it's free. Everybody can play. So if you're in this community and you want to jump in here, you enjoy the homies, you enjoy the chats, conversations, you want to get to know the people here, you know, join me. We It's hosted on my, on my live stream every Friday, right? 5 p.m. 
where this podcast is at. So you're all welcome. Anyone in the community is welcome. We've, we've had a lot of people that we've had a lot of new names, faces, voices every week so far. And just hear me. You're all welcome, right? Doesn't matter what you normally play. If you want to come hang out with some homies, get to know other people, you're all welcome to. Okay. Um, and with that being said, we're going to wind this one down because it's been a long, it's been a long podcast it's been a long day and uh, i'm looking forward to tomorrow and i'm gonna get ready for it and gentlemen why don't you all shout out your domains where people can find you when you're not around this podcast we'll go with renfell nathan and daedalus youtube.com forward slash renfell for all of my personal stuff streams all this mm -hmm. other stuff just kicked off a new series on monday um we're gonna be mondays in middle earth we're reading through the hobbit lord of the rings and the silmarillion this summer and dissecting those as we read through and then everything related to the Weave in the Void and the live streams and all that stuff, twitch.tv forward slash Weave in Void, where you can meet uh, myself, Sim, Nathan, Bounty Code, Sparrow, my brother, and my wife, every Sunday evening at 9 p.m. Central, we're doing some tabletop tidbits right now, and then we're going to be getting into the boot camp for the Weave in the Void and working our way towards the live stream um, for the campaign. The tabletop books are out in digital format in June, so if you want to get your pre-orders in now, it's a good time to do so over at the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash wanderinghermits. And then later this year, we're going to be running a Kickstarter for the hardback books. But uh, all that stuff happens over at the Patreon page, so check that stuff out. Nathan? Yeah, you can find me at uh, YouTube.com, uh, The Nathan Napalm. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, The Nathan Napalm. Uh, you can also find me on Above Mentioned uh, uh, show about D&D &D, uh, uh, with the book. Wandering Hermits. Yep. We've avoided, yeah, and I'm doing the artwork for um, the some of the character art uh, for classes, etc. Currently, and um, yeah, come hang out in any of those spaces. And Daedalus. All right, you can find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube.com/c/theAshenHerald. And I'm gonna go ahead and shout him out a little bit here because he didn't say anything about it, but he's also curating articles around ashes of creation development that he's been, he's been uh, compiling for a little while now. We had the first one that went up on asheshq.com um, on, uh, on Monday. Um, and also if you all enjoyed hearing about ashes and you're curious about it in development um, here, here shortly by the end of the night, all of the, yeah, don't forget to check out the ashes pathfinder podcast Sunday, where we go into town on it. All the bullet points will be up on ashes HQ after this show so if you want to check it out in written form check it out there um join us on sunday friends i'll see you all for community day and it's always a pleasure and and as we always say um might be the end of today's show friends but we're always looking for more to join the party rants of plenty until next week live your best lives walk in the light and have a great night friends we'll see you again real soon night everybody hey, everyone